0: Come chat with Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 159 of Consignment Chats. And y'all, today, we're going to talk about something that gets mentioned often in our our communities and even just amongst us and talking, and that is those lower-priced items that we pull into our business. Those, some people might think they're pesky lower priced items. Some people might have a real plan and reason
0: for having those lower priced items. We're going to break it down. Well, let's start with the limbo. How low can you go? All right. So like, what's the lowest priced item you'll sell? Let's just, let's just get right into it. I try to say $9, Mm -hmm. but there have been times I might've gone a little lower.
2: That is my general rule, too. Is nine dollars is my low, but okay. I have five dollar items listed in my stores
0: with, mm-hmm. with free shipping or with
2: no, I don't do
0: free oh, shipping. yeah, okay,
2: yeah, so like yeah, I make a little
0: there, yeah, I'll do nine dollars free shipping, um, but then I'll take I'll even take best offers on some of those things because. <sighs> How many years ago? Three years ago, I took a lot of about 2000 political buttons, 60s buttons, campaign, whatever, just N- nudity, thousands, buttons. nude button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. Unsavory. You can there were unsavory buttons in there. Yes. Um, Yeah. And. Oh, you know what? The other big mistake I made, I'm going to call those buttons a mistake. Three years later, I've been hanging on to them and saying they were okay. worth it and keeping things going in the store. But the price point was is just too low. <laughs>
2: There's shot glasses <clears throat> too
0: low. Oh, shot glasses. Don't even get me started on the shot glasses. Oh. I wasn't even thinking of that. I've made so many mistakes. Oh my gosh. Which by we all
1: the way, have. I put a term in to search something that I was looking for in our store, Libby, the other day. And whatever the term was, it'll come to me. All the shot glasses came into it. I'm like, how do these even fit the mold to that term? Why are they all popping? Was it souvenir? Was the word souvenir? No. No, mm. no, no, no. It wasn't a word I thought would associate with it. I'll go on with what you were saying. It'll right. come to me.
0: Yeah, the yeah. shot glasses. You guys have heard me talk about those. I think out of the hundred or so I did, I've sold six months in four. Four. Wow. Yeah. That's it? I felt yeah. like you'd sold more. Well, maybe it's a little yeah. bit more, but anyway, I not think... good. Not good. No. Ng. My mom says NG when something's not good. NG. N-G. That's an NG. Okay. Okay.
1: So I really don't, as I've mentioned on several episodes, I'm really trying to push my price point up, up, yeah. up, up, up. And I find that no matter how much I tell myself I'm going to be strict to this new price point and this pushing it higher it's, it's not, it's hard. It's hard to say it consistently because when you have somebody that comes to you with a lot of stuff and the majority, and by lot, I mean lot, which could be a lot too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you get in there and yes, there's a lot of like, I'm thinking of the jewelry. I've just been putting my head back mm-hmm. into again. And I took a bunch of it and some of it is $7, $9 items but some of it is $459 items. And so it was easier for me just to say to the consigner, yes, I will take your jewelry. And anything that is broken is going to get thrown into a pieces and parts bag that will sell by weight to crafters. And the others I'll just price accordingly. And because of that, I I mean, just yesterday came across a gem that I had no idea was there, which was a 14-karat gold tie clip that was in
0: the... you know, thrown in with a bunch of popsicle earrings and right, you know, I like- mean that happens mm-hmm. all the time with lots of jewelry. And right. I always say, like, we hey, we provide that service, we'll we'll sort it like just like you said. because uh, I think if we just said, Oh, just hand me this stuff that's over such and such amount, for a lot of people that's overwhelming. Yeah, a lot of people they've work. missed 14 karat gold or gold pieces in these big bundles. I mean, how many times do we have people in the store like bring in a bundle of like just tangled up jewelry and say, all right, well, my jeweler went through it and picked out all the real gold and silver and this is what's left. Yeah, like
2: there was always
0: something they missed. Always.
2: I mean, as we go back to all the time is know your terms and just be ready for that because it's not that big of a risk if you are taking a lot of stuff. If your terms say that it's your discretion to sort through it and some things can get donated and that way you're making sure that whatever that price point is or those items are, you're comfortable with putting them up. And if you're not, then they either, you know, go back to the person or get donated or however that works in your terms in your business. I had someone ask this morning um, about a bulk buy. They're like, you know, these people have 30 garbage bags full of things. How much would you pay per pound? And people were throwing out, you know, numbers, you know, 25 cents a pound, 30 cents a pound, all that. And she goes, oh, that's so low. I don't think they're going to go for that. And I said, well, then be consigner ready. And if you say, okay, Mm -hmm. well, then the alternative is either I take all of this stuff from you and you never worry about it again and it's 25 cents a pound or we split it 60-40. I take it all, but I go through it and decide what gets, you know, trashed or donated or whatever it is and just have your terms ready and then you can negotiate with that and they have options and
1: they Mm -hmm. both work for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I will say just the other day I rung something through the system and I was like kicking myself. And I'm like, all of this work, I had an item, it was something that I ended up sourcing. And sometimes when I'm sourcing back in the old days, I'm being much stricter with myself now. I'm doing much better. Samantha's on my shoulder when I go now, so I'm keeping it real. And you've
0: learned but- so much like over the course of years about pricing. And I mean, just yes. look at how yes. I do on the reseller showdown. Like you know, 12 years right. of pricing stuff, I'm I'm pretty good. Oh my God, Y'all you're a calculator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout out Tide Flip. that. I rung something up the
1: other day that somebody sent me questions and I had to answer the question and that question was followed by another question. Da, da, da. And in the end, yeah, it was a little maddening when I rung it up and my, my earnings were $2. Like, mm-hmm. why did I even go through that? Why, I just wasted so much time Am I hoping? Yes. I'm hoping that I built a good customer service rapport and this person will come back because I answered all of their questions. But at the same time, it was a lot of time spent for $2 and a few pennies earning, right?
2: Sometimes we just want to buy all the salt and pepper shakers. That was my biggest thing a few years ago is if I saw salt and pepper shakers, I bought them. I just loved, they're all so stinking cute. But at the same time, I don't collect anything. So if they sit on the shelf until they sell, great. Except it got to the point where I had several shelves of salt and pepper shakers and they they don't sell very well. And when they do, it's the same thing. You make a couple bucks. And if that's the price that you want to, you know, if that's what you want for being able to look at them for a little while, then sure, you're not out anything for some home decor. But as a business plan, you can't just buy the things that are cute.
0: And you yeah. can't sell shot glasses. No. <laughs> away from chocolate. <laughs> no so. I all right so you know and I know better right like I have my terms I know what my terms are a good consigner slipped this in and I was too lazy to go back to them or I just didn't want to deal with it so instead of going back to them what I should have done since it's in my I should have just said hey you know what I'm not able to take these and just give them like a little courtesy thing which I don't have to do but I would if they're good consigners yeah. I would have done yeah. that but I should have done that. I didn't do that. I screwed up, and it's infuriating. And it was in my terms, so it happens. It happens sometimes. So don't, you know, come in the community and and tell us all about it, and I'll feel your pain. What's your shot glass like? I'll be
1: there for you. you
0: What's your shot glass? I like that. What's What's your your shot shot? glass? So I will say. Oh, go
1: ahead. The Disney pens are something that is a, could be a lower. And I do end up selling some of those for $9. Mm-hmm. But I had two big lots of them. And they were, all of them, I have $19 or higher listed. And I do sell several of them. Nobody asks for an offer. They just out and out buy them.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I do think there's that fine line in those smaller items that come in mass quantity. It's just doing your due diligence, doing your research, knowing, yep. Yeah, Go ahead, people can't see you, Samantha. So you gotta use your work.
2: So Lincoln Logs, I yeah, that's one of those things that sometimes the lower price items they can work for you. Um, I bought a small
0: tote, tote, not a bucket, a small tote of Lincoln Logs. Wait, does anybody else in the country call them buckets? You know, like the rubbermaid totes that we all use to store stuff. Molly calls them buckets, and it drive samantha crazy She's you can't that. be the only person in the country that calls them buckets my husband calls them buckets but maybe that's because he works with me every day and helps me every day so because i refer to them as buckets he refer- you corrupted them we
1: interrupt this program to share video of corrupted husband purchasing large cart of lidded buckets for molly's consignment business thanks nick
0: Essentially, I, Corrupt,
1: yeah. I corrupted him. Yeah. Samantha in, in will send me ways. an image off and on when I say something on text about da da my bucket da da and she'll send me an image of like a, a pail, and she'll say this is a bucket.
0: <laughs> yeah, like didn't like didn't you watch Sesame Street? There's a hole in the bucket. Dear Eliza, well that was way before Sesame Street even. But that was way before Sesame yeah, Street. Yeah, but, but they so did like they did that.
2: Little known I've... fact: I grew up. I, I mean, I live near Canada. And um, their TV signals are stronger than American ones. So uh, most of the TV we watched was Canadian. And in Canada, it's called Sesame Park. And that's what I grew up in. Oh, really? Didn't have the spring. same like little Muppets? Was growing on there? A lot of the same Muppets and then some other ones. And that you shouldn't play in streets, but you can play in a park. So, so That's probably park. pretty smart.
1: Oh. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> What, um, did they have Oscar? Well, my kid grew up in Conshohocken, and you played in the street in yeah,
0: that's true. oh yeah, that's played.
1: Yeah. in the street. It was Sesame Street where my kid grew up that where is I grew true. up it wasn't, but where he grew up, it was.
2: Yeah, I grew up in the country. We played in the street, too.
1: so I guess that's not
2: accurate. but
0: <laughs> um, so anyways, back
2: to my Lincoln law did they have this-
0: Oscar? I want to know about
2: Oscar. I don't, I don't I don't remember cuz I, I mean I did watch both so it's all very mingled to me. I remember I know beautiful. all the classics but I just remember them being in a park. Okay, <laughs> I now I...
1: I'm going to have to google the Sesame Park. Yeah. Thing, definitely because I got to know. Keep going. I'm going to google. It. <laughs> so these Lincoln Logs,
2: I paid $7 for a small bin tote bucket of them and I I have been listing, I was just going to list them as a lot because I've sold lots of of, of sesame logs. I've sold lots of Lincoln (laughs) logs before for, you know, 50, 60, $70, depending on the pieces that are in them. And someone talked me into breaking them up because I love to break things up like board games and things like that. I sell the pieces instead of the actual game. So I listed them about two weeks ago and I've sold almost all of them, but I'm selling them for like a dollar a log. So I'll have a lot of like eight logs and they're listed for $9. And I do take offers if somebody offers me $7 or $8 for them. But I am selling all kinds. I've, and it's funny when my phone, my phone will bling with like an offer. And Bill usually looks over my shoulder or I'll say something to him like, hey, do you think this is a good deal? Like if I accept this offer and I tell him about the item. Well, now when he hears that, he goes, if those are Lincoln logs, just accept the offer. It's all profit. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) So that has been lucrative, even though they're only $7 or $9. All right. So
0: let me ask you, Do you have multi-quantity listings on those? Yes. Yes. You can do volume discounts on eBay. I mean, that's pretty cool. I've had repeat buyers already. They bought Mm -hmm. one and then they got them and
2: liked them and they turned around and bought the other two of the same one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, I
0: think I I definitely like to do lower dollar value items when they're multi-quantities. I mean, that's a no-brainer. One listing. Yeah. yeah,
2: I haven't listed this bag yet, but these are all the little single ones for those that can't see them. And I mean, it looks like there's a hundred or more in here. And I'll just put them as you know, a 10 or 15 of them, one listing for nine dollars. And then I can say that I have you know, 10 so they're like part so numbers
0: easy. on Lincoln logs, or are they just by size. Like, how do you they just go you... by size? They're okay. the length, the
2: length, and how many notches okay. they have. So these are single notch logs,
0: these okay. are double
2: notch logs. Some of them will have. Like I had longer ones and they were different. They were the same length, but they were different because some had two notches on the end and some only had one. And that apparently makes a big difference. If you have double notched ones, list them for
0: literally like $9 per log. You could sell those. That is so neat. I love learning about all these little niches, like of different stuff. I I think it's fascinating. So here's a
1: question to put out there, comments, put your answers in the comments. If you already listed a big bucket of Lincoln Logs that have been sitting there for now a year with a lot of watchers but nobody buying, would you now at this point, knowing what Samantha just said, take the time to now sit down and break down that listing into parts and pieces and relist it or just leave it as is and continue on with your day?
2: We want to know because we Mm -hmm. are so broken up about this i don't want her to do it because she already put the work into that listing it's yeah, done okay. set it and
1: forget it but at the same time it's money money so- money money and i can get them out the door man um but- yeah so i'm going down this muppet oh. sorry we're, we're going back to sesame park and i'm going down this rabbit hole and it, i'm totally in here on sesame park none of the characters are the same oh. okay
0: Um, I'm out. I'm out. I don't want to
1: know anything about it. No, there's basil the bear. I love a basil the bear. Basil's like my favorite Oh,
2: see, I thought he was on the regular one because my memories are all mixed together. Isn't that funny?
1: Basil Bear, he's. I think uh, they called him
2: Basil. I think it's Basil the bear. Oh, is it Basil? Is I the believe. I mean, they're Canadian, eh? So there,
1: that's how it works. Okay. Basil. <laughs> well, he clearly must have been the 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 big bird of the group, like one of the main characters, because so that's what I'm cute. seeing here. But yeah, how I, I do Samantha? You teach me something new every day. I swear, I had no idea this existed, and they have their whole own cast of people. Yeah. Muppets. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to go down the YouTube rabbit hole and watch a few. I wonder if they ever
2: all. made their own Muppet movies. Canadian Muppets in Toronto or something. I Muppets in Montreal.
1: Ever, I wonder if they ever came together for a, a, a
0: get together. I,
2: like, I feel like they did.
1: Across the
0: quarters. <laughs> right. <We're>, We digress <laughs> so big time much. here, but yeah. All right. So I was loving, this is reminding me, I was listening to Pure Hustle podcast, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and Mike was talking about uh, Little House on the Prairie and how inspirational he found it. And I just, that episode, it just slayed me. And I was listening on podcasts, so I couldn't, I couldn't comment. I must've been in the car or something, but they went down that whole. He went down this whole rabbit hole of Little House on the Prairie and how it was like to live then, and, you know, working and building stuff with your hands and the responsibilities they had on their shoulder and how it was, he wasn't going to complain anymore about going out to a shed to package some <laughs> It was it was awesome. I loved every like second of him talking about that. I just adored it. Anyway, so and did we y'all? Have the, read- we have the Muppets, and you know they have Little House on the Prairie. Little
1: House on the Prairie. Yeah. I used to watch it religiously. Never read the books though. As much as my grandmother wanted me to, I never read the books. I only watched the show. And I'm usually one that likes to read and then watch. But back then, I guess I just
2: watched. So I've saw a couple reruns of the shows, but I read those books many, many times. And man, when I had a little girl, I was so excited. I bought her the book set. I had a couple of my tattered ones, but I got her a new set and she was going to love them just as much as I did. And I don't think, I don't think she ever read any of them other than the few chapters I read her. Mm -mm.
1: Mm. I like Nancy Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys. Those were the ones I loved. Those were fun.
2: My first, like the first book that I remember someone giving me was um, this sweet lady that lived across the street from us. I would go over and have tea with her, and I was like seven years old. And I, it reminds me of your little neighbor girls, Molly. But I would yeah. go over and I would have tea with her, and she gave me one of her Nancy Drew books, like one of the originals. And I still have it, and I absolutely love it. I love that.
1: Love mm-hmm. I love that. Aww. Aww. Sweet little Wanda. So, okay, we're talking about low-priced items. There's another thing, just talking about books. I had a bunch of books. You know, we've been, organization is my word of 2024, y'all, just so you know. So I have been going through piles of stuff, and I cannot wait to report on this when it's all said and done, because it has been such a fun weightlifting project. I've been just living in for the last several weekends, and this weekend we're going to knock more out. But I had a bunch of books that I had set aside that, Whenever I went through them and decided not to keep them anymore, I was going to list them. And then I started scanning them recently and I just put them on the donate pile because I didn't feel like they were really worthy of it. What about listing books? What, I mean, that to me, do y'all stick to only a certain price on books or are they easy to list and you just throw them up there? I cheat.
2: Oh, I oh, well right. I, cons- I consider it cheating because not everybody has this option unless you go and create it or have one near you but I have my 24 hour option group on Facebook. And so when I I mean you're right most books sell between like $3 and $5 with free shipping on online platforms mm-hmm. like right. how they're losing money on their orders I can't sustain that. Right. And uh, especially when they're consignment. But a lot of them like I just got a stack of probably about 10 good books that all came out in the last year and they are good books, but um, I'm not going to list them on. I'm going to list them in my auction group. Mm-hmm. Then I can start them at $5 a piece or $7 a piece in the auction group. And I have lots of local people that love to scoop them up.
0: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. not about- and I mean, I think we want to yeah. link up that video, right. of yeah. Samantha and her auction group and things to do with the lower price, like how she processes them. Cause it's, it's mm-hmm. so smart. Yeah. So smart. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause otherwise I their books are frustrating like that. Like I love older books and the ones that do have the value and the, but I mean they gotta be like a hundred years old and really have a cool subject matter in order to to really make right. it worth it.
1: Cause even those ones sit for a long time. I just hear a lot of people that I meet that the basis of their business is books. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they running a business on books? Because most of the things that I scan don't just don't have a resale value that I feel you could sustain a business. So be really curious to maybe one day we'll have somebody. So
0: what I do with the books is, well, I don't do it. Polly does it is we have, we have a relationship with our local library, but she'll bring a scanner in, they have a scanner and she'll scan the books and look up the value of each one. And if it's over the $9 mark, um that the books and the dvds will will consign them and if it's not then mm-hmm. we don't and i mean it's, it's on the thousands of books that are there and donate it i mean we maybe get t- 10 per thousand or something like it's yeah. really a amount that's even over nine dollars i mean occasionally we get that real yeah. good winner but it's there's so few and far between so yeah. it's not
1: worth Sticking Nick on that, be I keep thinking I need to give Nick a focus when we're sourcing. Like, and I was like, he could just go through and scan books when we're at like a Goodwill or a. But that mm. doesn't seem like a worthy thing to stick him on. I think I got to find something else for his. I mean, unless story.
0: there's somebody out there that can really just guide us in the right direction. I mean, I sold books on Amazon. I went down the Amazon route. I did all of that.
2: I was gonna um, say, yeah, unless you're yeah. In Amazon or now Walmart allows sellers as well. Unless you're like that and you like really do a high volume of them, I, I maybe, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: I just love selling everything so much that I can't even fathom that business model. <laughs> right,
0: All right. So right. mistake or not, this is our second round. Polly picked up at the library another huge donation of comic books. Oh, that's
2: that's really huge right now, though. It's still still banging out with the comics. I
0: mean, last time she picked up a, a big lot of comic books, it must have been about two years ago. I think they all sold, but she it yeah. was an enormous amount of work to go through. Like none of them were high value. So, you know, she had to go through and sort them and lot them up. And neither one of us know anything about comic books. So it was a whole lot of figuring stuff out and looking up and understanding. And mm-hmm. so I'm hoping this isn't a mistake. So we have Molly, you'll see them coming to our store soon. A couple oh, hundred comic books. Pop it up. <laughs> Yeah,
2: hey. I learned hey. that there's a difference if it has a barcode and price tag on it it's a newsstand edition and if it doesn't it's a publisher edition and they got it write straight from the publisher and apparently that can make a difference on price I have never sold a comic other than like an Archie one as like a craft thing like I will throw them up on Etsy once in a while because I usually get a ripped or something and then I just throw them up there as like craft paper
1: but that's yeah. a good
0: idea That's a good way. I mean, comic book collectors are really can be difficult, like, because even these ones that were not worth a whole lot that we lotted up, like, there were some like complaints about how I package them. Now I package them well, but they have very specific, apparently, expectations about how they should be singly wrapped. Like, if I'm selling a lot of, you know, 30 comic books for $30, I'm not individually wrapping them. I'm sorry. It oh, is man. different than like our, our. I've sold
2: lots of Time magazines and National Geographics and stuff like that. And yeah, those people, I could put them all in one clear plastic bag and then I put them into a box and boom, there you go. But comic breed. people want everyone individually done. It should all have a board with it. It should all, yeah.
0: They're yeah. a
1: different breed. They're particular. They know. So
0: maybe I want. should like up my price, like comics. Like we'll sell them because I mean, literally just texted me this question last week. All right, what's the lowest we're gonna sell a book or a lot for so I can sort these into donate and and I said nine dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe should maybe should have said nineteen when it's when it's a needy
1: item. I think you need to take in the neediness. Like if you know yeah. it's one of those items True. that are gonna take your time after the listing, it's worth it. I mean, I had somebody with a needy item that I didn't realize was a needy item recently, who's asked me a bajillion. Nick loves it. I mean, Nick, Cal loves it when I use that word. He's like, mm-hmm. mom, no, that's not a word. And I'm like, yes, but it is. Bajillion. Bajillion. <laughs> I got a bajillion questions on a pair of shoes that had many watchers on it. And they didn't come and ask them all at one time. They asked, and then a week later asked more so each time I'm having to go find these shoes pull them out of their storage and go through answering these questions and I do this with my good customer service smile and face and typing all the happy words and here you are and this is that and da da da. and of course what's the final question what's the lowest you'll go on
0: these hmm well after the hours I've now spent on these yeah the mm -hmm. price just went up sorry like you want a discount? You want a discount? The price just went up, baby. Right? <laughs> I've had to pull it out three times,
2: restock it four times, do all of that. Yeah.
1: I did send her an offer with, I think it was like $10 off because they're a higher price chew. and But they do have a lot of watchers and I'm not going lower than that. And I did just do that and thought I'll just be the kind one here. But there are those times y'all that we keep it between ourselves, but you do want to answer really? Like, <laughs> you just had me go through this. Two different times, going through all this work, pulling these sandals out for what? Like, Mm -hmm. I know some sellers, they would
2: then up the price after they talked to
1: them. (laughs) Well, for the hours I've now spent charging you $16 an hour for my time. Yes, yes. Let me send you an offer. Those $69 shoes are now $99 shoes. Thank you. Mm (laughs) yeah so another lower price thing i like to do
2: but it has mixed reviews even locally are mystery bundles so when i have things that expire and i'm ready to donate them or auction them or i just have like especially some of my people that get pallets and stuff and you go through and you do this you do that sorting thing where you're like okay these can be listed individually these can be lotted up these are but then you get to the end and it's just the little things those are the things where I just make a box of it and I post it locally and or on Facebook or whatever, and I just say, you know, three dollars starting bid, and you see the top of it. Sometimes I'll pull some of it out so they get an idea, but
1: it's that bundle. Some people love them, some people hate them. Right. I mean, do you then get the response like, oh, but I really just want that. Can you just give me that? Like. <laughs>
2: And luckily, I don't get that a lot because I do start them pretty low, like some, some, a lot of times a dollar. I will start that at a dollar and just let it go. It's also hard, though, because I have to keep that within the same consigner because if I start mixing... Consigners oh, that I have to keep track true. of like, okay, this box was like 30% that person and you know 70% that person or that's so, a bookkeeping nightmare right there. Yeah. Right. So I have to have enough per consigner or or expired items, then then it's not such a big deal. But yeah. I I
1: gotcha. I gotcha.
2: Or I just start grabbing my husband's things and go, oh, well, that can just get mixed in there. We don't have to keep track of that. That's fine. Let's <laughs> just,
0: let's just, just declutter. That's you the cost this. of decluttering. <laughs> he this. He this. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So have you ever sold anything at a loss? Um, yeah. I so, mean, I would say
1: yes over time. Yeah. I not- usually
0: do it like twice a year. I accidentally Discount something too much with free shipping and you know, end up in the negative like a dollar. And then Molly says,
2: Wow, you're just giving them things away. Hey,
0: that's what I am. Girl, what are you doing selling those new tag, you know, Carhartt shorts for 14 bucks? They were Columbia and they were 50% off because they were expired on consignment. I said, Damn, Gina. What are constantly you doing? defending <laughs> myself over here? Constantly defending yes, myself. This is the problem when you
1: allow somebody else at a different location to piggyback into your business. <laughs> then she starts chattering comments to you and going, did you really just price that for those? Because literally just a front row thing. seat into this. Look, at, I can see all of your things. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Love it.
0: Um, yeah, so I can't I, get away with anything, guys. Nothing. So- Nope.
2: I, I agree. Mine's normally a couple times a year, like once or twice a year, I will find myself going, oh crap. Sometimes it's because I really just want it gone. Like sure, whatever. That's easier than listening in the auction group. Just take it and I break even on shipping or, you know, I pay a dollar to ship it. I don't care. Get it out of my basement. Let's go. Um. So that happens once in a while. Another thing is when I'm trying out a new platform, I'm kind of dumb sometimes. So like, I, when I first tried Mercari, I didn't understand their shipping. I was, I, I didn't understand it at all. I didn't, I wasn't cross-listing very much. I, I was very new to a lot of things a couple of years ago and I sold a pair of pants. And when I went to ship it, it had somehow marked it as free shipping, which I did not do at the time on there.
0: And oh, it's totally Mercari, Mercari's fault. It's, it wasn't yes, you, we will, Samantha. We
2: will definitely <laughs> blame Mercari. Um, which it is a known issue on there. Now all my stuff is free shipping on that platform because it's much easier to keep track of. But at the time, I definitely paid those people to take that pair of pants. And
1: yeah, yeah
2: that was a lesson learned. But as long as you're learning from those things and they don't yeah. happen very often. This is true. Then And sometimes it's a convenience. Um, last year, I had gotten uh, clearance Christmas trees. We've all t- I've talked about them many times. I had bought three they were all elevated and on totes in my basement at one point at one point they came off the totes and they were stacked on the basement floor we had um buckets
1: are you talking about buckets yeah the bucket
2: (laughs) now i'm trying now i imagine three giant christmas trees teetering on a little five gallon home depot bucket down there (laughs) um so so they had ended up on the floor there was some moisture down there and after a heavy rain And the bottom tree, which was new in box, brand new, I paid $10 for them. The bottom tree, that box soaked up all that moisture and it clearly had damage to the box. And who knows how it affected the tree? I don't think at all, but who knows? Um, I took that as a loss. It was a cost of storage at that point. I just said, whatever, that's a a $10 storage fee because it kept the other two dry. And I'm just going to leave them (laughs) stacked like that until these other two sell. I sold the other two, which worked out well. I actually listed the water damaged one in my auction group and sold it for 25 bucks. So technically oh. I didn't come out at as a loss at that, but when it happened, I counted it as a loss because I was just like, that's okay. It's yeah. it's convenient right now, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to walk away from your inventory and and do that, right? Like you mm-hmm. just want to hang on to it and you just oh mm-hmm. yeah, I'm guilty. Very guilty. with
1: my new process, I'm delving into, I am digging deep into my inner Libby with a lot of things. And just when I touch it and I realize like offers come in, I look at Nick and I'm like, that's a little offer. And he's like, yeah, but we've had it, get it out. And I'm like, you're right. And then I take it and I'm like, just get it out, just get it out. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to be better at letting some of that stuff go and thinking about the cost and how long I've had it and,
0: Yeah. So I've had um, two of my really big consign, like really big consigners, come to me and say the same thing totally independently. And they said, and start a whole new process in the business where I will discount things at the end of the consignment period, the last week or two, 50%. Mm -hmm. And they had both asked me to do this. Um, well, what they, what they had come to me and said was, I don't mind how much you discount the items. I know you want to sell it. Like, don't feel bad. We'd rather it sells while it's on consignment. Do not feel bad if you're marking it way down. I'd rather it, I'd rather it sell than it, you know, sit there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with their, with their idea or their blessing or their you know, whatever. Um, I started doing that and it's been, it's, it was great last year. I think it brought a lot of new traffic, which is the next thing I kind of want to hit on is what those low... If you get a grouping of low dollar value items, like your Disney pins, Molly, which I don't really consider low value, like $19 isn't really a low value right. in my but mind. A lot of them do
1: sell for nine in the end, but I listed them all at 19 and higher, right. even though I knew I would take offers and whatever. But I, yeah. I put that as I'm just going to put them all up at the same
0: price and... Boom And make but, it easy, right? Make it easy yeah, less yeah. like your Lincoln logs, like the multi-quantity. Yes. But yeah. I, I think there's some, there's definitely an argument to be made that even if you're making $2 on one item, there's something about that, like boosting the algorithm and keeping, you know, things flowing in your store and, you know, your sell through rate and there's activity. So there's, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be said, like I see why people gravitate toward those lower dollar value items. I think it's just doing it in a smart way. Like Molly's easy to list Disney pins. Like my collectible buttons were not a good choice because there weren't very many that were multiples and they weren't easy to list and they were hard to sort. And they're a paint like they're just, it was a really not a smart choice. Like Mm -hmm. your Lincoln logs, very smart choice. So we have smart, Dumb, smart. Okay. Yes. But <laughs> here's the thing, what you're saying to me. You and I have had this
1: conversation over the years because I've always had a hard time with lowball offers or low-priced items, giving those up to people. When somebody lowball offers me, it just, my big thing has always been the integrity of the store. Like if we give every given to lowball offers, mm-hmm. it, what's that going to do to the integrity of our store? And we've talked about that till we're blue in the face. And I think what you're saying way outweighs any possibility that it might make people think we're a mom and pop junk shop. Right. And we'll just give anything away because I have only had it happen in what almost 12 years of selling where I have given into somebody's sob story and a low ball offer on something. And a week later, they come back and try to get something else. And all those years, that's only happened once where somebody has done that where, oh, I got them and I got that real cheap. Now I'm going to come back and tell them that my, you know, dog is in the hospital. And so I really need this jacket so I can walk to the vet through the snow, but I can only afford $10 on that North Face, you know, parka. Like, <laughs> you get those stories. I mean, people send that stuff to you and you're like, oh, really? And I did give in to this one woman who was I, sweet as could be and thinking, okay, I'm going to give in my heartstrings. And sure enough, a week later, she's like, "Now I really love this item. And my granddaughter would. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. exactly why I hate to give in. But then truly, that's one story I can think of in 12 years where that person has come back thinking, oh, I got good in this. Right. The, the benefits. Way and I don't went, remember
0: that ever happen unless you count my one local lowball customer who I use that clears out things I don't want to store so I I guess that's not really the same situation right it's not no no I don't think so and I, I like for the integrity of the store yeah we've talked about that so many times but like in my mind when somebody comes to our store are they looking to see what somebody else paid for an item or whether we took a best offer you don't really look at that when you shop right at all that's like, what, it's what we have in our store,
1: something mm-hmm. that I've struggled with that is so not something I should struggle with. I need to else. I need to let that go. Like we ooh, need to ooh, I love it. when we let stuff go, right? Like, why do I let that great and every time it comes in, it kind of gets me and I'm like, I need to stop because the benefit of all of this so outweighs the little bit that I think might make us you know, it doesn't happen that way. That's not at all how this works, Molly. That's not at all how this works it shouldn't be emotional
0: it shouldn't be emotional when you get a low ball offer like you either accept it or you don't right Right. and that's what i'm trying i'm
1: getting my inner
0: lip now and i'm just like
1: oh yep i'll take it Mm, who Who cares i want the
0: money or i don't need the money right now there you go and
2: now that i'm on multiple platforms too there are some platforms like poshmark where i like never make a sale unless it's through an offer of some sort so to counteract that i just raised my prices (laughs) Right. I just when I list there, everything gets listed twenty to forty percent more, and then it I can send out offers, take in offers, whatever it needs to be. And I don't, I'm not lowballing myself so much because I know that that's just the kind of platform. It's like a JCPenney method over there. They either JCPenney. I remember when they got rid of all their coupons and all their their sales, and they just priced things super low.
0: Yeah, and that went over right like a lead balloon.
2: Like a, like a brick. People stopped right. shopping there. Even though, okay, now their $19 shirts were $6, people were upset right. because they didn't feel the discount from the sales and the coupons and where am I, whatever. So I feel like Poshmark is like that and you just gotta mark things up and then give them their deal. And I still make more money on their, per item than I would on eBay. <laughs> yeah. The traffic and the sales just aren't there. Don't get all excited about that. eBay's still number one. I still love you, eBay. You're still
1: number
0: (laughs) one. We do. We love you.
1: (laughs) You are our number one. We put you up here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends. Any other thoughts on this lowball priced items in our businesses that we think we should
0: hit on? I'm I'm, really- I'm tired of people shaming people for selling low dollar value items. I'm, I'm oh, just yeah, going to put that out there. I'm going to say, let's let's remove the stigma. Let's remove yes. the shame. If Joe down the street likes to sell his DVDs for two dollars. And he's making it work. Yeah. Maybe we have something to learn from him. Like, please don't. Get in the comments and shame anybody for what they're selling, especially me and my shot glasses. No, totally. You can shame that. Like that deserves to be shamed. But we do regularly. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think that's a good
2: point though, too. If it's working for you, if you are somebody that is complaining or has issues with, I'm not making enough money, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And you're only listing $2 DVDs or you're only listing shot glasses that aren't selling, then there's a problem and you do need some help to try to, to to pivot and figure out what is going to work for you but if you can hustle those $3 books with free shipping and somehow you are making that work you have the skills to figure that out then more power to you i am glad that is working for
1: you yeah right mm-hmm. i love let us Maybe we didn't even need to spotlight your business and shine it on yes. you. Yes. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, we should get some booksellers on here. That's good. Or a shop glass I, seller. I mean, like,
0: is there I anyone a- out there that successfully sells shop glasses? I think the Don told me he did. Every but, tourist I, shop I, in I, every I town. Know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I my I'm dream
1: spotlights on that.
2: So, so our friend Jill one time she said, Samantha, you sell everything and you say that you don't like selling any of it because I, I hate clothes, I hate them, but they're <laughs> half of my store because I was sell. gonna say
0: it's all I ever see in your background, they're
2: <laughs> half of my store. I, I, yes, but I hate them. Um, I she goes, What would you just be your dream thing if you could niche down and that is your only thing? Like, what would it be? And I love board games, not because. I would sell them as board games, but because I take out the dice and I take out the scrabble pieces and I sell the board to a crafter and I do, I love piecing down those things. Then that turns into a bunch of seven, nine, $12 listings. Right. But my dream world would be to just put it out into the universe that I take all used missing piece board games and I take them in and I show them love and I sell them to all the other people. That is my dream, but it would have to be very high value volume in order to do that, and that's not my dream. So, yeah, it's it definitely have to... <clears throat> yeah, it mm. remains a fantasy world. Let it but be
1: side focus. What? what? But let it be your side focus. Let it be something that you do. Oh, for sure. You do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. When I when I'm, I'm I, just gonna I... say, um, maybe you should read the pumpkin plan and. Um... I think that'll, you'll figure it out by the time you finish the book. So there you go. Speaking of book, Libby, because I know
1: this part of it has been winding down. um, I know we're in the midst of this week as this airs is the beginning of our new book club for the quarter. And I think you should
0: touch on that real quick today because it's an exciting time when a new book starts. Yes. So Q1 is The Slight Edge. Turning Simple Daily Disciplines into Massive Success and Happiness. I hope I got that tagline right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a great group of people um, that are just there to learn and read and then laugh and share and grow. And we're just really excited to be doing this with the community. And it's going to be wonderful. I'd hate to and see somebody wanna- miss out on it.
1: Put this out there. If you have never done a book club ever before and you're a little hesitant, this particular book is a great one to start on because I don't care who you are and what part of the process of your life as a whole you're in, you are going to get some big things out of this book. And the way Libby breaks it down and does it is fun. It's not overwhelming. And it's we really try to keep and put together a very supportive group of book club members who are there to
0: support and build up and walk through it with you and alongside you. So I highly so recommend it. did do this book in the Q1 of last year. And we, we are going to repeat it in Q1 of every year because when we finished the book, it was so everybody that participated, even if they didn't participate in the whole thing, just found it so incredibly life changing and powerful that we couldn't wait to do it again. And... We all
1: saw the light, y'all. We all, <laughs> all saw the light.
0: Well, you, you know what? I have us. to say, I'm going to get a little bit personal here for just one second, if I can. There was a very dark time for me this summer where I was really, really struggling in a way that I haven't struggled before. And all of a sudden, I remembered something that I read in the Slight Edge book, and it was about looking looking up, like the physical act of looking up when you know you're thinking about the past and you're just you're, you just can't get out of your own head. And literally I chose that as my word a couple of days in a row. And it, it changed everything around like that one little, that one little nugget was literally saved my world. And, uh, that was just one little, one little thing, one little thing. Out of that amazing book. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's never too late to get the book and join the book club. Even if we're halfway through it, that's okay. Get started, get in there and, um, just join, join the discussion and talk about it. And it's Libby literally slight edges, the slight edge, like it, she will just break <laughs> it down into little chunks. It's not like you're going to have homework I like that. reading <laughs> half the book in one week or anything that's it's little yeah. chunks. And then we just discuss it a little bit. They're short meetings. If you can't make the meeting, they're recorded in our private book club group. Yeah. So you can go back and comment on those and, and participate that way. So yeah, it's a good time.
1: Libby slight edges the slight edge I like that,
2: I like that. <laughs> it's also at 8 30 at night so I mean like if you want to bring a glass of wine that's okay too oh yeah,
1: yeah at absolutely. At it.
0: absolutely we're all for absolutely. happy hour <laughs> <but fall. laughs> you do you hour. and we'll support it yeah <laughs> this my, is a lot of pre- my, this is a lot of pressure now like I like to kind of keep it low key well it's your yeah, thing know you, you do it so, so well
1: <laughs> I know, and you've got some newbies coming in, so it'll be interesting to see um how many faces pop on. I know, and, I know. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, at this point, when this airs next week, we have already known how many faces popped on. <laughs> That's <laughs> the fun about pre-recording the couple of days ahead is that you know, you but know. But you, you can still
2: join next week, so order the book and get over there. A hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent. Um, all right. The other thing I wanted to mention before we do our cheers and sign off and get back to our slight edging pumpkin planning lives that we live <laughs> is um, we do have an event that I've mentioned in the past that we are working on that is a collab with two other businesses. And it is going to be an location event with um, information for you that if you want to Make yourself be in the location. It is going to be in August. I will give you more deets, but just uh, keep listening and tuning in as the details come. Um, can you share the where, area,
0: like, a fun little meet? Up
1: it'll be you, in. Can you share that? So it's going to be in the Tennessee. It's going to be in the state of Tennessee, and I believe at this point it's going to be in the Gatlinburg area, and it is going to it looks like be at the end of August, and it will be us and our friend Angie Resells and our friend Kristen the Rural Squirrel and our I'd Flip That Buddies, Mm -hmm. Joe and Nicole. And we are going to do a meetup in Gatlinburg. And I will get some information for you guys so you can figure out a place if you want to come where you can stay and be near us. And we will host some planned activities if you're in the area that you can come join us and have some fun. So, Mm -hmm reseller retreat my friends reseller retreat I mean I'm so excited I can't stand myself so I might be talking about this till we're
0: blue in the face there might not be enough that's that we're not talking about this because and the people that don't come will feel like they're already there yeah (laughs) but I will put together
1: some more details and information and some hotels that if you want to be in the area during that time to meet up with us and join in we will put that out there for you so you can come be with us and join in some of the planned activities we're going to do
2: we're gonna get to do lunch with let's do lunch. We're gonna get to do lunch with let's do lunch. I mean I'm so excited. Oh, and I'm sure oh. even even if you can't come to Tennessee around that time or join us there, uh I'm sure between all of us there will be some live streams, there will be something happening, we will be recording, you will see it definitely.
0: Yeah, you don't put a bunch of YouTubers together in a cabin it- and uh yeah not 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 have content made
1: shenanigans will happen and i'm 99.999% sure there might be some game show gaming going on with our
0: game show hosts joe and nicole so god i love games i'm the champion maybe they'll throw like a a role-playing one in there for me
2: so, oh uh, god, oh they did say skits. There were skits. There was uh, oh, the I forgot about so that. Well. Yeah, you know,
1: the the they like skits. skits. Yes, yes. Libby's face lit yeah. up, and I went, "Oh lord,
0: Samantha." I might, I might have to defect over to. I'd flip that. I don't know for the week. I don't know for the week or for what are you just for the week? That? Just for the week. Maybe I'll, I'll just join the that. other team. I don't know. How do we feel about this, Samantha? <laughs> secretly probably very excited they don't have I'm to replay with me. Me.
2: <laughs> oh, i don't even know how to respond to this who we're gonna have to start interviewing thirds oh my gosh this oh is ridiculous really oh lord
1: oh lord. god
0: all right guys all right y'all until next time my friends cheers. cheers thanks for joining libby molly and samantha the ladies of consignment chats as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers Find all the ways to connect with us on consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, join our free private Facebook community.